Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yelling what it goes. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my asses. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And on Fresh of the Word, we like to deliver wisdom through great stories from the minds of bright creatives of pop culture. Through those stories, we like to dissect the journey of our guests and present actionable lessons and advice for our listeners, no matter what career or avenue of artistry they pursue. And this is episode 121. And for this episode, we are joined by Mika Sloat and Katie Featherston, the stars of the 2007 horror film Paranormal Activity, which would go on to gross over $193 million worldwide and spark a whole franchise of films. During our interview, we talked about what went into the roles in, their, in the film and the long-lasting impact of the movie made on pop culture, along with a bunch of other things. Also, Mika and Katie will be guests at the Astronomicon 2 Pop Culture Convention on February 8th through the 10th at Wyndham Garden in Sterling Heights, Michigan. And here at Fresh the Word, we'll be doing a contest starting right now with the dropping of this episode. And it's going to be over on our Instagram page at Fresh the Word Podcast. And we're going to give away three, yes, three pairs of general admission weekend passes to Astronomicon 2. There'll be all sorts of, if you go over to Fresh the Instagram page at Fresh of the Word Podcast and you look for the ticket giveaway post and it's pretty easy to see, 
it'll be really easy to see. There'll be all sorts of rules and regulations. You're gonna just have to like and follow and do a bunch of other things to have a chance to win one of the three pairs of tickets to Astronomicon 2. And also, there'll be way you'll have multiple ways of having you can you'll have multiple ways of being able to enter into the contest but it's all only over on instagram so go to fresh the word podcast on instagram and look for the post on there please share it that would be definitely a way you can add more entries just read all just read all the the damn rules and regulations on the <laughs> rules and regulations all right before we get into the interview with uh, Mika Sloat and Katie Featherston of Paranormal Activity. Just want to give a shout out to Knox Money, Bang Belushi, and Foulmouth for the theme music for Fresh of the Word. And I also want to remind you how you can support the podcast. You can always go to freshofthepodcast.com and share any links that you see on the website of any of the episodes on any of your social media platforms. And you can also subscribe to Fresh of the Word pretty much anywhere that podcasts are streamed just i have a bunch of links on the show notes for every episode you can go to freshthepodcast.com to see, to get the direct link to a bunch of them i'm not going to name them off anymore but it's pretty much everywhere that you can stream a podcast and if you can leave a rating or review on any of those platforms that'd be great especially apple podcast and if i do see something i'll go ahead and shout you out on 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 air on one of these episodes now so you can go you can uh email me at djkfresh at gmail.com if you have any questions concerns comments you want to talk any shit to me that'd be great and also you can follow me on twitter and instagram at kfresh is the word and on facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh you can follow fresh is the word on twitter at fresh is the word and that's is with iz on instagram on at Fresh is the word podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast. And hopefully I'll be, if you see me at Astronomicon on February 8th through the 10th, say what up though. All right, let's get on to the interview with Mika Slow and Katie Featherston of the movie Paranormal Activity. You two are coming to Michigan for the Astronomicon uh, pop culture convention. Um, it's been 12 years since the independent release of Paranormal Activity, 10 years from the national release. You know, looking back, you know, why do you feel like uh, this, this movie was so popular? What, you know, what drew people to it? Uh, well, I, I think that we, we, we got to remember the context because we just had had like years and years and years of Saw movies and torture porn and like, I think... I don't know, Captivity might have just come out. Like, there was a lot of horror movie about gore and violence and explicitly seeing the most gruesome stuff on the screen. And then that has shock value and that has value and it's, you know, that's its own thing and it's fine. But uh, doing that over and over and over, the audience is going to get numb. So I think what happened was we hit this sweet spot uh, because Paranormal Activity is all about the, the complete opposite. It's about using your imagination to to imagine, like, what is this? what is going on, what is there. And the imagination creates things that are far more visceral and far more scary than anything that you can see with special effects. Um, so I think that's why it works so well. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think it was the a, a million of the right things kind of at the right moment. And, um, and I'm really so thankful that audiences liked it and reacted to it and, and are still excited about it today. It's, it's so cool to be a part of something like that. Right. During that movie, you know, the best part about it was like, there was a lot of like silence and nothing going on that, you know, that that's what led to, you know, your imagination sort of sparking up when you're making an, uh, a movie like that, you know, what's going through your head about what you're doing at that time? Uh, well, um, I think go for it, Kitty. Take it. Well, I'm, no, I was just going to say, like, as as an actor, you know, I'm. I mean, I think that I was just. I mean, I was just focused on, you know, trying to make a movie that I was really excited about, as we all were. And then, you know, um, you know, as a as a character, it's just sort of it's an in, interesting way to film a movie where there's not a lot. You know, we didn't have a, a script. Everything was improvised. So. Um, so even though we knew the sort of outlines of things, we didn't have the specifics. And so it was just really kind of like an exercise in being really present in the moment so that we could make something that was believable. Um, even, even if there isn't actually a lot of action happening on, on scene, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And I think there's, there's two pieces. One Katie mentioned was the presence, um, and authenticity. Cause if you're, if we're not having a real experience and we're faking it at all, the audience is not watching two people having an experience, they're watching two actors faking it. And that's something that no matter who you are, I think any, anybody, at least anyone with like a, a good sense of, of uh, empathy and people skills is going to be able to immediately know the difference between somebody who's scared and somebody who's acting scared. So <laughs> we had to leg- legitimately be, I mean, I was, I was terrified, frightened for my life at moments <laughs> in ways that I've never been in any other way. Seriously, you're, you are scary when you are possessed uh, and she's up in front of my face. I'm freaking out. I'm losing it. Uh, but the other part of that is Oren Pelly. Cause even if you have these great performances, it doesn't matter if it's not cut together. Well, cause we've seen, we've seen so many cuts of the film that didn't work. And Oren sat in his house for a year cutting and recutting and recutting to make this thing work. And it finally did. Thank God. So kudos to him. And, and also the sound design and everything, like really adding in all those extra layers to really fill in those, those gaps of, the, of silence so that, you know, the tension really could build for, build for an audience. I mean, all of those components, yeah. I think, really added up to something special. So, and, cool. it, and it helps when Steven Spielberg comes in and fixes that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Right, right. <laughs> When you were making this movie, did you have any idea about how special it would uh, become? No, I, 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 I don't think we did. I, I certainly didn't. I, it's interesting because, you know, I went into it, and I think I can speak for Mika as well, that we went into it wanting to make the best movie we could possibly make and one that we would really enjoy and one that we could really be proud of. And so that was the goal. And so it was, it was that special to us. Um, but n- I didn't really think much past that. I didn't really, I wasn't making it. I don't think any of us were making it um, with the goal of like, Ooh, let's make a giant franchise. We were making it with the goal of let's make this really special movie. One that we think is really special. And then the, the fact that it resonated with people in such a big way is just sort of like the greatest icing on the cake you could ever imagine. Yeah, we were really focused on making a quality film, 
And uh, we knew that we were on a small budget, so what, our bar was really, really high. We, we couldn't get away with, like, oh, well, the movie's, like, it's got a few plot holes, but, like, the special effects are good, so it'll be, it'll, it'll do all right. We, we couldn't get, that was not an option. We had to nail it with a, uh, you know, our very <laughs> minuscule budget to compete with anything else that could be in the theater. So um, we approached with a lot of faith, a lot of hope, and a lot of courage, and I think that anybody who's doing something that other people might think is impossible, uh, if you just approach it with that mentality of like, no, we can do this, and we will do this, and we'll be very pragmatic about how we're doing it, and we're just going to do the best we can and see what happens. I think that approach is what, you know, it's how miracles happen. So, and Katie is absolutely right. There's all, a whole bunch of things that happened after that that were just amazing and miraculous and special mm-hmm. that we were not, we're not like thinking ahead or planning about. And um, it, was a, it was a real blessing to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so, and, you know, thanks to all the people who were involved in making that happen because it was, certainly wasn't just us. When was the first moment, like an event or something that happened when you realized, like, holy shit, like, this might be something that we're going to be, hey, talking about 10 to 12 years later. Right. I think it was the demand that the, the demand thing was, was nuts. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but there's this, uh, you know, we initially had screenings in college towns and people were, were getting all kinds of buzz. And there was this Paramount came up with this demand campaign where you could go and say, I want to see this film. And we received like, like millions of people who were like, we want to see this film. And at that point it was just madness because we also weren't um, allowed to be visible in public. Cause they were like, maybe we're going to market the film as real. So we were behind the scenes watching this amazing thing happen. Uh, so that's what I mean when I was like, you know, it's not just us. It, it, this whole franchise is in part of fan created experience because through the demand campaign, they brought this film, which was basically an unknown into the public sphere in this huge way. So I, I view it as a co-creation with the fans themselves. Oh, for sure. I, I think I, I, there were so many like many moments where I, where I thought, right. It was sort of like, there was never one moment where I thought, Oh my gosh, this is going to be huge. It was just a, it was a bunch of, small moments of like realizing that this thing was gaining momentum in a way that I, I never really had imagined. But I think the first of those moments was for me when Oren called me, I had just gotten off of work and I was home in my like tiny apartment and Oren said, Katie, can you come down to San Diego tomorrow? Steven Spielberg saw the movie and he has some ideas for some reshoots for the ending. Can you get here? And I was like, what <laughs> is happening? Is this real life? Yes, I will be there. And, and that was yeah. sort of like, are you like, it's just unbelievable. Like I can't even totally, it doesn't even totally feel grounded now, you know, however many years later, but it was really, it was like, Oh wow. This is, this is bigger than I realized. So very, very, so many fun memories. So many. Right. So you two are coming to Michigan for the Astronomicon uh, Pop Culture Convention, uh, Sterling Heights at the Wyndham Gardens. Uh, um, and I was wondering, you know, when you do these like conventions like that, what are people asking you? What are people talking to you about in regards to this movie? Um, uh, well, the, yeah, go for it. 
Well, I, I've only done, I think Mika hasn't done too many conventions. I've only done a few as well, so I'm still feel pretty new to it. I think the cool, the, the thing that I really uh, enjoyed the most about connecting with fans is that they share their stories about, you know, watching their movies with their fiancés or their girlfriends and now they're married or watching with their parents or just all of these like really intimate stories about why watching those movies have, have been a really cool experience for them or, or their Halloween tradition or, or whatever, whatever it is. And just people from like all walks of life, you know, grandparents and kids and everything in between. And it's been so, it's just been so fun to realize that, you know, you make a movie, you put it out into the world and then, it becomes something different for people. And, and so hearing all those stories from fans has been really fun for yeah. me. And for me, the, my favorite part is just hearing how freaked out people get. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean especially when it first came out, I was hearing the craziest stories. Like we watched the movie and then I got home and then something happened in my house. So I actually like got in my car and I started driving and I tried to sleep in my car, but then I was freaked out. So I poured, I went to the grocery store and I got salt and I poured salt all around my car and I tried to sleep like in this that. parking lot and I got even more scared. And then I, you know, like this stuff just accelerates. Uh, so people have the awesome stories. I just love hearing how people got scared. With this movie that, like you said, there was a, uh, a big element of improv with that, you know, what did you two bring to the table coming into this movie in regards to your skills with improv? And what did you learn from this experience? Well, the whole movie is improvised. There's not, there's no dialogue that's written. So, um, like we had to make the, the whole thing from sort of from scratch. It was a really amazing and cool experience that, uh, I, I thought it was like the best way to make a movie. Um, and also honest, not, it's not, so real. Not, not something that actors usually get to do. You know, usually as an actor, you show up, you have your lines and you have to make those specific lines come to life. But in our case, you know, we, we talked about the characters beforehand, you know, Warren had this like idea of what he wanted, but then I think both Mika and I both said, well, what about this? And we, you know, altered them a little bit to, to, you know, make them more specific to, to how we saw it. And, um, you know, and I think for me, you know, I, I hadn't, I'd never studied improv specifically, so I didn't, you know, I've studied theater, but I haven't really done anything in the world of improv. But for me, what I really took from the experience is the importance of really being present in the moment and listening and how beautiful it is when you're working with two people who, um, who are on the same wave, wavelength as you and, and who you can really trust. Because if, if I couldn't trust, if Mika and I didn't have, you know, a lot of trust, then we couldn't have had the chemistry we had and we couldn't have had the movie that we did. So just working with good people and really being present is such a gift. And I'm learning for the first time right now that Katie had no prior specific improv experience. I thought she had extensive <laughs> improv experience because <laughs> she was so good. Uh, I had taken... I'd taken a few classes, so I was comfortable with it. But, uh, you know, I, I think it really shows and it really comes down to at the at the end of the day. Uh, acting, especially improv, is such a um, – there's such a, a reliance on organic, natural impulse. Yeah. It's not necessarily something you can learn. Like if you're playing like a, like a classical piano piece, you can just come at that and just, you know, grind away and eventually be pretty decent. Um and there's something about just acting because of the the art form that it is, and improv specifically, where your your personality, your natural bit, like whatever you got, your your juju comes out right away. So, um, 
yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it was a miraculous experience. Yeah. All right, before we get out of here, um, what I'm going to be doing uh, through my podcast is I'm going to be giving away three pairs of tickets to Astronomicon. So I need your help with a little thing. I need a hashtag okay. for this uh, for this uh, contest. Let's think of a cool hashtag to attach to this contest for Astronomicon. Okay. Cool hashtag for the Astronomicon contest. Yeah. Paranomicon. Into the into the hashtag or just like your podcast is called what? Fresh is the word. Yes. Yes. Right. Astronomicon. Hashtag Toby lives. A lot of, a lot of. Hashtag he's in my house right now. Oh my god. (laughs) Hashtag. Ah! Hashtag call the cops. Nine one one. Actually, I kind of like the first one that you uh, you said, Paranomicon. We'll do that one. Paranomicon. All right, nice. All right, the hashtag for the contest will be Paranomicon. We're going to be giving away three tickets to Astronomicon. The rules will be on the show notes for this uh, episode at freshisthepodcast.com and at the uh, um, on Instagram at freshisthewordpodcast. Uh, and before we get out of here, where can people find out more information for both you guys and anything in regards to, I guess, paranormal activity? Um, for me, you can follow me on Instagram at RealKatieFeatherston or on Twitter at uh, Katie Diane. And for me, I'm on Twitter at Mika Sloat and uh, Facebook. And for paranormal activity, at Tweet, tweet Your Scream is the uh, Twitter handle. Uh, you have all the, the information direct from Paramount. All right, great. Thanks for taking the time out to chat with me. I'll see you at Astronomicon in February. Sounds Looking great, forward to it. All right, great. Bye. Later. So that was my interview with Mika Sloat and Katie Featherston of the movie Paranormal Activity. That will be at the Astronomicon Pop Culture Convention on February 8th through the 10th, like I said before, at the Wyndham Garden in Sterling Heights, Michigan. Um, If you want more information on Astronomicon, you can always just go to astronomicon.com. But all the links to where you can follow Mika Sloat, Katie Featherston, and the Astronomicon pop culture event are on the show notes for this episode at freshofthepodcast.com. And remember, go over to the Instagram account for uh, Fresh of the Word at Fresh of the Word Podcast to enter the ticket giveaway to be able to be one of three winners for a pair of general admission weekend passes to Astronomicon 2. And like I said, if you see me there at Astronomicon 2, and I'll be there all weekend, say what up, though. All right, that's another episode in the books, and I'm slated to have another guest from Astronomicon on an upcoming episode before the event and hopefully I'll be able to do more interviews at the event for the podcast so be on the lookout thank you for listening goodbye and good night fresh is the word